0: Mark, this was a fun one. This was with uh, Sarah Liberty from Garage Girls, the website garage-girls.com. You don't want to do a Google search on just Garage Girls. Uh, I know you probably did that, but uh, how how did it feel to do an interview with someone that knows more about motorcycles, more about working on the motorcycles, more about everything to do with motorcycles, and sort of be stumped to even ask a question, because you just didn't want to look like an idiot.
1: Well, listen, John, unlike yourself, I love strong women, women who know what they're doing, and I, in fact, was completely impressed with her. This is a great one.
0: Welcome to the Behind the Bars podcast, where we discuss all things motorcycles, memories, and mayhem. Ah, this is awesome. Sponsored by Wilkins Harley-Davidson. Let's get this thing started. Here's John and Mark. with us today is Sarah Liberty from Garage Girls. Sarah, how you doing?
2: Oh, great. Thanks
0: for having me. Yeah, Sarah, we're, we're really excited to have you. Um, I know your time is really limited. You're a really busy person. You know, just want to kind of kick this off and get right into it. Tell us, you know, so, so how did Garage Girls come to be? You know, tell us about that. Sure. So,
2: uh, let's see. Gosh, how many years can I go back here? So, I was attending school um sort of early 90s um got interested in motorcycling uh was living on my own didn't want to buy a motorcycle till i figured out how to work on it um you know i was no longer at home and, and dad helping me fix vehicles so um hung out with some friends that had a motorcycle shop and learned how to tear down a sports shoe to top end and got pretty good at it and um you know, at that time there wasn't anything readily available to teach you how to do that stuff. You just kind of had to, um, and, and I and I still say the best way to learn this is to get your hands dirty. But um, so I kind of took that whole journey and realized, you know, when we started, I got the motorcycle, started working on it, starting riding and meeting other girls, and I was like, man, there's a ton of other girls like me that like doing this stuff, and. Um, you know, that's about the time that websites were becoming popular, and I figured the best way to get, you know, build this community of like minded girls was to build a website, and so that's how I came up with um, GarageCrow's website.
1: It was very interesting, Sarah. As I looked through your website, one of the things that caught my attention is that um, you mentioned that motorcycles and cars, of course, but then you associate it with Uh, a healthy body and lifestyle so it sounds a lot more than just wrenching on bikes can you tell me more about um where it goes beyond the wrenching on the bikes in terms of uh building relationships with women riders
2: yeah well you know one of the biggest things i own a motorcycle shop in Pittsburgh Pennsylvania for 15 years and we did service work on motorcycles and um so many people neglect their motorcycles they just get on the thing and ride it and you know bring us bring bikes to us that needed all this repair work and i'm like how can you not look at this bike before you get on it and go ride you know 500 miles or yeah 500 miles a day and um you know, and i started to relate it to like hey you take care of yourself right you eat good you exercise you get a good night's sleep like you need apply that to your motorcycle as well. And then I had opposite ends of the spectrum. I had people that were super concerned about their motorcycles, completely anal about about changing the oil and, you know, uh, going over their bikes and changing the out um, and brake pads before they even need change. But they were neglecting their bodies. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, you guys. Like, all this stuff goes together. The, the motorcycle is an extension of your body. You know, you you control the speed with your hands, and you do shift and brake with your feet, and um, the way you take care of yourself and your bike really kind of needs to be in line with each other. Um, And believe it or not, there's a lot of people that um, are really in tune to that, and uh, I was able to make a lot of uh, friendships and connections with people that kind of share that mentality.
0: You know, uh, Mark and I mean, we, when we talk with, uh, when we've talked with some folks on behind the bars podcast, we, we've mentioned that riding a motorcycle is, has a, uh, like a Zen state, you know, in, in similar to meditation, have you got into anything in that area? or Are there, is there any reference to that in any of your uh, publications or anything that you talk about?
2: Yeah. You know, it's, it's sort of. It's not even. It's not just limited to the motorcycle. I mean, it's any windshield therapy. I like to call it. Um, you know, going for a long drive. Um, any type of vehicle, a fun vehicle, a classic car, or even just your everyday beater pickup truck. Um, just there's something uh, that's like you mentioned, Zen. The Zen quality to um, you know being on a beautiful road and taking in all that scenery, and, um, and the motorcycle just kind of amps it up even more for you because now you're really um, not just looking at the, the environment, you've become part of it, you know, the smells, the sights, everything, you're, you're one with it, so.
1: Well, Sarah, you, you, it's ironic that John asked the question about Zen and motorcycling because... Well, I uh, beat
0: you to it, Mark. Well, we you, knew, you, I knew that that's literally your, your whole focus is on... Meditation and Zen and everything else. So I, I you know, I, I, asked the question. I, mm-hmm. I knew that that's where you were gonna go. I figured I'd just ask her.
1: Well, you stole my thunder once <laughs> apparently, again. Apparently,
0: too. W- what's that, Sarah? I said you're a
1: psychic, also.
0: Well, I mean, I, I, aside from my abilities, let's just get past that piece. It's just it seems to be that that's Mark's only focus. And I mean, I have like 20, 20 30 questions. We're not gonna get to all of those. I'm, I'm intrigued in this whole garage girl thing. And he's literally got one question on a sheet talking about, I'm sure it's just about meditation and Zen. That and so, is
1: not true. Regardless. First of all, John debunks all of the meditation and Zen stuff anyway. So that's further irony that you brought it up. Anyway, anyway moving along. Why don't you
0: ask her with something with some real substance. Well, okay.
1: So what I, Sarah, what I'm curious about is as you deal with women riders, um, who are coming into the sport, What's the greatest challenge, or the most common challenge that um, you help lady riders with?
2: Uh, you know, honestly, over the years, the challenges just kind of dissipating. There's really not that many challenges anymore for women riders. I mean, there's motorcycle models that were kind of, like, you know, were specifically catering to women. And there's so many aftermarket. Companies that are created products to help women with any issues that you know women are tackling. Which majority of them are lowering the center of gravity of the motorcycle, you know, lowering the seat, the shocks, um, things like that. So, I mean, they're, they're, everything's available. It, it, you know, maybe the biggest problem is just helping women answer to, to their to their questions, but there's so much that's available now today, there's, there's really not that many
1: know. and it's been a while, honestly. Hmm, interesting. Well, we're, we're noticing a heck of a lot of ladies uh, coming into the sport. We have a riding academy here where we teach new riders uh, how to ride a motorcycle and to get their endorsement, and we are just thrilled that almost 50% of our enrollment this season has been uh, lady riders. So we are, we're really intrigued and excited that um, women are coming into the sport. I'm wondering if you have any thoughts about that and, and why we may be seeing such an influx of female riders.
2: Well, I think, I think women have always been interested. I think things are more, like I mentioned, easily attainable today. And um, like everything, women are smarter. Sorry, guys.
0: No, I I support that. I I support that, too. Of course you do, Mark.
2: I mean, instead of just jumping into something headfirst and saying, yeah, I got this, don't worry, I can handle it. You know, women, I mean, with with firearms, too, and their enrollment is way higher for women taking handguns, one, two, and three classes um, versus guys enrolling. Women, they genuinely are interested in something. They're going to invest the time. And the effort to learn it and they're going to study it and, um, and then they're going to go the hell out of it. And I think that's why you're seeing an increase in enrollment in, in the, in the
0: graphics. You know, Sarah, another interesting thing, and I don't know, do, do you teach firearms as well?
2: I do not teach. No, I'm okay.
0: certified to teach. No. Well, so, and I don't know whether this has been your experience, but I'll, I'll sound at the risk of sounding a little sexist that women tend to be, um, they, 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 they listen to exactly what the instructor talks about, and then they, they do exactly what the instructor is asking them to do. And it seems like out the, on the range, at least what I see, is that they just are excellent students and more so than, than men. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm saying that, that at the risk of being a little sexist. But um, for whatever reason, we just have a real high success rate with women riders that they come out there and, and it, they just crush the course. And they just do so great. And it's exciting for us to watch. I, I don't know why that is. Maybe men, I mean, Mark, you, why don't you tell us? I mean, why do you well, do You fail to pay attention?
1: Sarah's already pointed out that women are smarter than men. And I think we're seeing that on the riding range. And and anytime I'm with you and, and your partner, Jennifer, I also see that happening as well. So, yeah, well.
2: I think women recognize that there is a risk involved in these activities, and they want to avoid that at all costs, which everybody should, but um, I think they're just more in tune to that than men, and, and I think guys just kind of have that mentality that, you know, I'm a guy, I can do this, you know, here's the throttle, here's the brake, I got it, you know, and uh, they don't realize there's so many more ingredients that go into the recipe to, you know, making a good leader. I mean, like um, track riding lessons, uh, you see that there's more women signing up for those lessons than there are men um, because they know that that's going to give them an advantage. You know, chances are they're not interested in racing, but they know the advantages it will give them on the street. And so they're, they're in tune for that and uh, they know that there's risks involved and they want to avoid that at all costs and get it right the first time.
0: Sarah, what tell us? Uh, tell us, kind of a, a fun or unique story that that's involved Garage Girls. You know, with with uh, just just in general, like something that's popped out to you that just happens to be one of your favorite stories.
2: Well, something I'm super glad to have taken part in was in 2016. Uh, I took part in the Sister Centennial Motorcycle Ride, which was a cross-country motorcycle ride. Um, Not really geared towards women, but um, there were were some men in the marriage. It celebrated what two sisters did 100 years ago. Um, That was um, Augusta and Adeline Van Buren. um, In 1916, they drove two Indian motorcycles from New York to San Francisco. And uh, these girls did this because they were trying to prove to the United States 30 that they... um, could be used as uh, motorcycle messengers. And the only sequence was, no, you're, you're doing, you can't enter. And they said, we'll show sure. you. We're going to ride motorcycles past country, We'll show you how good we are. And, and um, they made it all the way to San Francisco. And uh, they were arrested numerous times um, for, I love this one, for wearing papers. They were wearing leather riding pants. The centennial Motorcycle which will celebrate women's uh, right to vote. Very cool. The centennial of it, and that will be another cross-country trip. But this one going it from the west coast to the east coast.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. I was not. A, yeah. I hadn't heard anything about that.
2: Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> so much history. I, I really enjoy history. Um, there's so many. You know, um, I forget what year it was. In Sturges. uh Salva Rivera was there to do an expose on. Valley and he did a little highlight on women riders. And this was probably back in like 2003, maybe. And he interviewed me and he's like, What do you think about all these girls riding motorcycles? And I'm like, What about it? It's nothing new. Women have been doing this for years. You're just, people are starting to talk about <laughs> it. there's so many trail mixers, you know. Um, you look to hack women in, you know, racing, and, um, and there's just so many great.
1: Well, that's great to hear, Sarah. Thanks for sharing that story. I understand that you have an important deadline coming up on your website. Can you tell us a little bit more about the Ultimate Biker Makeover and what that's all about?
2: Yeah, so this year we celebrate 10 years of doing this, and our goal is to hook a rider up. Because um, over the years, I would you know, be out meeting other women riders and say, look at their motorcycle and be like, oh my gosh, you need a rear tire. Oh well, yeah, I, I can't afford it. and other riders in, riding on that fall tire, and, you know, just noticing that there were so many other women riders that were kind of, you know, putting things aside that needed to be taken care of because of lack of funds, and so I decided, well, hey, you know, in the industry, I I know a a bunch of people, a bunch of companies that I think will step up to the plate and help us out to keep riders riding safely, and um, so we started the contest, and... People are submit a story of when they may be done, and I want people to use a little help, you know, getting some stuff put together for their bike. And um, we pick a winner, and uh, I've been, I'm happy to say that I'm in touch with everybody that's won over the 10 years, and we've made great friends.
1: That's awesome. So you said this is the 10th year of that?
2: Yeah, this is the 10th year and the deadline to enter is this Friday, June 22nd and, um, at garage-girls.com. All the information is up there and uh, we have amazing sponsors that are listed on the website that's keeping us and uh, you got a chance to score prizes from all these great companies.
0: What are some of those sponsors, Sarah?
2: Um, let's see um Corbin C. um the list goes on and on Bare knuckle uh we've got so many great companies that uh, are are happy to support us
0: the 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 uh, and these are folks that you've been working with for for years I mean they've sort of just found you online and then over time just built a relationship with you
2: yeah, you know, I've been working in the motorcycle industry over 20 years now, and like I mentioned, I ran my own motorcycle shop out of Pittsburgh, PA, for 15 years, and uh, yeah, attending all the dealer events and all the rallies, um, working with companies um, through the shop and then also through my journalism career as a photographer, working for uh, editorial um, publications, uh, been able to build some great relationships and we um, work with some amazing people, uh, you know, with, with a lot of these companies that really are people just like us that just have this passion for this lifestyle. I call it the Diviners Life Center, which is happy to support us. And, and we've been very fortunate that, that most of these companies have been with us um, the entire two years.
1: Nice. Well, Sarah, um, I'm curious. I, I, I see that you're involved in bikes and cars. Uh, If you had one desert island bike, one that you could take, uh, what would it be?
2: Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, man, that's a tough question. I recently, with uh, another colleague in the industry, Robert Pandy, on a gearhead road trip, we uh, were just in um, central Pennsylvania, and we got to test ride a 2017-year-old gear uh, gear two-wheel drive bike and do off-road with it, and it was amazing. It was so much fun. I'm um, trying to get into the age where I like to road more than the um, streets, and, and I like to get away from the crowds, I like to get away from people. Uh, I have a van that's been, that converted to kind of my home, and I like to just disappear to places where there's not a lot of people, and um, that motorcycle has a lot of fun in the theater. <laughs>
1: wow fantastic
0: Mark, I just have a question. Do you think that you could even come close to like matching up with Sarah as far as like repairing a motorcycle or I'm just curious on you. You're always confident with all your abilities, but you know Well,
1: I haven't met Sarah uh, in person, but I'm sensing uh, again my spiritual uh, Sensors are up and I'm, I'm 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 sensing somebody who's very connected to the machine uh, yeah. and, and, maybe, and maybe ways that I'm not And certainly in ways you're not
0: Well, I'm asking about you, Mark
1: Well, yes, but to answer your so, question So to answer
0: your question, no you, you can't even come close to matching up to Sarah
1: No, I don't think I probably okay. could That's uh, all I wanted
0: to know I, We can move yeah, this along What's that, Sarah? I've got, admit, I've got to admit, once the twin cam came out I've kind of, that's about the time I, I, well, that
2: came out in 99 So it was about 2011 I started stepping away and, um, sold my half of the business to my partner, um, that's Marco Psycho in Pittsburgh. And, um, just when that twin cam engine came out and there was fuel injection and all the new stuff that, you know, I was so used to the, the shovel heads and the, and the Evo, uh, for the, um, American v twin that, um, I just kind of really, I, I, i I've, would probably have a little bit of a tough time with the with the newer engines from harley (laughs) well i
0: think mark would have a tough time with all the engines it really doesn't matter (laughs) it it could be a shovelhead or twin cam he doesn't care he wouldn't even know the i I don't the question is is whether he's even going to know the difference when they break down you know i mean but
1: (laughs) well i mean i i you know the technical stuff is not my strong suit but when it comes to um the spirit of the motorcycle, which we've already identified is, the str- is a big part of what draws us all to motorcycling. Um, John, I've got that in spades over you, my friend.
0: Hey, Sarah, if you ever get an opportunity, there are there's a, uh, a couple guys down in Brattleboro, Vermont. If you're ever riding in the Northeast, it's called Vintage Garage. I think you would really, really love them. We did a, a podcast with them, what, a month ago, a couple months ago, Mark, and they're, yeah, you're wearing your shirt. They can't. You can you can pull your shirt back. They they our our listeners have no idea you're wearing the shirt.
1: It's vintage steel, first of all. What did I say? Vintage garage. Oh,
0: vintage steel. Yeah, Thank vintage you. garage yeah, is I a uh, place that restores Rolls Royces. Anyway, <laughs> vintage steel down in Brattleboro, Vermont. Yeah, uh, fantastic guys, and they taught themselves with YouTube. That's how they learned about restoring motorcycles, and they are they're they're all over the place now, all over the country. With their oh, motorcycles, thanks. it's really a cool, cool website. But do you ever, uh, do you ever find yourself out in the northeast?
2: Well, I used to, uh, I used to ride a lot up in the White Mountains in New Hampshire uh, when I lived in Massachusetts, and then, um, and then I was in um, southwestern Pennsylvania and kind of explored that area. Then I was out in South Dakota for a bunch of years, and then I really enjoy just keep going west. There's less people, and the scenery is is more amazing. Um, but there's nothing like the Northeast. Um, the White Mountains will always be my home mountain range. Um, and I'm curious, is that where, um, what did you say, was, uh, where are they located? Vintage, North?
0: yeah, vintage, vintage Steel is in Brattleboro, Vermont. Brattleboro, is that where uh, Hemmings headquarters is? No, Hemmings, uh, you know, I don't, I, I'd have to look it up. That's too bad that yeah. I don't know right off the cuff here. I could probably pull up Google, but you'd hear me typing and you'd know that I was That's doing okay. that.
1: Sarah, they very yeah. well may be in Brattleboro. John has They're not. no idea. They're not. They're not. <laughs> They're not. So so one last question and from me. I was,
2: I was there. It's been a long time so I need to get back.
1: So. Sarah, I've got one last question for you. Um, as you look down the road uh, at Garage Girls, where would you like to see or what would it look like in 10 years from now, Sarah? You no, know,
2: honestly, I'd like to see it. What it's doing, support, support one another, um, have that community that's always there to answer questions and um, be able to find answers and connect people and um, connect the dots and make things happen for people that are uh, looking to, you know, connect with other riders or uh, get information on, on a new project they're starting or just anything like that, in and, and continuing the friendships. So, um,
0: Awesome. It's a very, very cool thing. And I appreciate what you're doing, Sarah. I know that uh, the resources are are certainly extremely valuable and appreciated. And there's probably thousands and thousands of folks that have used some of these resources or inspiration for that matter that you don't even know about, that you'll learn, you know, that will be part of your legacy someday. So that's, that's really, really cool. We appreciate that. Um, everything that you, you do. And what is your website, again, so that everybody listening can check that out?
2: Yeah, sure. So, um, the motorcycle website is garage-girls.com. If you, don't need, if you don't put the dash in the middle, I can't tell you what you pull up. So, on your <laughs> own. <laughs> and then my photography website is Sarah Liberty, and that's liberty with a E E at the end, not a Y, .com, and you'll see my photography from all over the country. Uh, a lot of motorcycle
0: stuff, automotive, nature, landscapes, that type of stuff. Very cool, Sarah Liberty with Garage Girls. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. We're uh, we can't wait till we can put this out and everybody can be listening and checking out your website.
1: Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks,
0: guys. We're of fun. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for listening to the Behind the Bars podcast, sponsored by Wilkins Harley Davidson. Stay tuned for our next exciting podcast. Check out additional information on WilkinsHarley.com.